Welcome to the Brian Hornback Podcast, episode 52. That was Handsome and the Humbles off of their project called Have Mercy. And that is a song called Hard Times. And that's what we're going to kind of talk about tonight, um, today. Primarily when I tell you that it's day or night, it's because for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see from my window that it's either dark, it's either night or day. So that's, for those of you that are on the podcast streams, doesn't matter if it was December the 1st, December the 15th, or when it was. But here we are, we're in the middle of December 2021, Uh, Knox County Commission had a work session on Monday, and And so the significance of this song, Hard Times, is because of the discussion that happened there. Uh, It came up on public forum. We had four officers uh, from the Knox County Sheriff's Office that were asking basically for the commission to consider giving more money to the officers. Uh, I'm not one that's going to say that they don't deserve more money. They do deserve more money. Uh, The problem we have, though, is that when one agency, the sheriff's department, is advocating for more money um, in the um, in December, in the mid of the of the fiscal year, um, it it really winds up pitting uh, other county employees, particularly school employees, um, not being able to defend themselves. Uh, so there's, I've got a couple of audio clips I want to play for you uh, from this Monday night work session. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's the dog in the background. I don't really know what he's fussing about. He's well fed. He's well taken care of. Uh, he probably just doesn't like me talking. But anyway, four particular officers, uh, well, three officers, and then Keith Lyon, who is the um, who is uh, the FOP um president director whatever uh, also spoke uh but anyway i want to play for you just a little snippet from one of the officers um and then and then i got a couple more clip it, clips for you and then and then let's let, let me talk about it okay Okay, that that right there. So, so what he's saying is, and I know it's rough to hear because I recorded it off of the CTV recording. But what he's talking about is he's talking about during COVID. And he's talking about, I guess, 
during the first part of COVID. COVID's been going on basically from March of 2020, uh, and it's still going on today. I mean, we got the variants going on today. Uh, but what he's talking about is that a lot of the county employees were able to work from home. And he's talking about, I guess, those in the, the city-county building. Uh, they were able to work from home or they were on furlough. Um, and so that's what he's talking about. But but basically he's saying that the sheriff's department employees were, were more uh, exposed to COVID because the city didn't respond. The KPD officers didn't respond to non-injury accidents. They didn't respond to everything, but the county did. Okay, and I understand that. All right. Um, but let's take into account that some county employees that were more exposed to COVID than the sheriff's department would have been those that work in the health department, those that work um, at the health department in, in uh, administering the women's infants and children's program, those that were administering um, the COVID test. Uh, those that were administering the, the COVID vaccines, any of those health department employees were more exposed to COVID than an officer going to a, um, into a home that may have been COVID or may have been a COVID death. Um, and um, also, let's talk about the school system. Now, granted, the school system was closed for a bigger part of 2020. I'll give the officer that. But, COVID is still going on today. Uh, and COVID uh, in the school system, you've got teachers, educational assistants, janitors, cafeteria workers, every employee in a school. And we have over 90 schools that, um, that are in constant uh, contact with individuals that may or may not have COVID today that may or may not test positive for COVID tonight, that may be COVID positive tomorrow. Uh, so let, that, so that's another one. Uh, also, you know, as we talk about uh, the risk that officers have in dealing with suspects who are running, suspects who fight, let's also remember that in the school system, uh, you have a good number of um, employees that are physically attacked by students uh, that are injured by students. Um, and, and those are your educational assistants that work uh, with, with some of those at-risk students. Uh, and I can speak to that because I was on the school board for four years. I was vice chairman of the school board for a year. So I can speak to that. Um, and so, you know, I don't think that it's appropriate for one agency or one group of employees to to try to use the COVID or the threat of bodily harm when you have others that are just the same. Now, let's also now go to a, a, a comment that our sheriff, Spanky Spangler, said uh, at this meeting. Every single individual within that agency 
So, he just said there's not one other job, not one other job in the county that gets spit upon, gets hit. Uh, and that's just not true, Sheriff. It's not true. Individuals in the school system are exposed to physical violence. They're exposed to bodily fluids being expelled on them. And... I understand you got to fight for your troops. And I understand that it sounds good to stand up in front of county commission sheriff and say that you're going to be sure and give that $750 or that $375 um, to every employee of the sheriff's department. But what's not being said is some of these other bonuses and some of these other pay raises that have that the sheriff has given to his higher ups that he hasn't given to the those that are officers and support staff um really haven't gotten into the fact that um sheriff spangler probably has some of the most expensive luxury vehicles that that he and his his top brass drive on a regular basis i'm sure we're going to talk about that uh in january february march and april when he's running for re-election in the republican primary but and, and i'm sure we're going to talk about how some of his people have gotten uh pay raises in mid-year some of his top brass but again my point is there are other county employees who have uh, are exposed to bodily fluids being expelled upon them, who are being exposed to physical violence and 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 are and are injuries that are having to be treated by uh, Knox County through the risk management program and workman's comp claims. Uh, but now let's go to um, one of my favorite commissioners. And that's somewhat of sarcasm for those of you that follow BrianHornback.com. But at-large county commissioner Larson J. from seat 11. Uh, let's hear what, what the snippet that he had.
So, again, he's reiterating really what the theme of this podcast is, and that's the fact that he's saying that you cannot compare general county employees with the sheriff's department. Now, I will give you the simple fact that sheriff's department is a, is a dangerous position, but it's, it's as dangerous as the school system, teachers, educational assistants, janitors they're cleaning up bodily fluids that are on the floor uh cafeteria workers they're handling uh lunchroom trays they're handling utensils that have been in the mouths that have had the bodily fluids again at what point can knox county quit arguing that one job is greater than the other now some of the information that came out in this workshop and I've just now downloaded the almost one hour of both the public comment about the public forum comments from the four officers, uh, the discussion amongst some of the county commissioners and Chris Caldwell, the uh, finance director, and um, Sheriff Spangler. Uh, and so I'm going to put all that into one YouTube and it'll be on brianhornback.com in the next day or two. Okay, but I just wanted to get on here while I was still somewhat fired up about this about this silo problem that we have in Knox County that we've always had in Knox County. We had the silo problem when Dwight Kessel was the county executive. We had the silo problem when Tommy Shumpert was the county executive. We had the silo problem when Mike Ragsdale was county mayor. We had the silo problem when Timber Chet was county mayor. And I really had hoped that we wouldn't have the problem with Glenn Jacobs, that at some point that Glenn Jacobs was the one guy that was going to be able to get all the county to be one Knox County and not be fighting over, um, over the silos. And when I say silos, you know what I'm saying is the sheriff has his silo and he's going to protect his silo and he's going to protect his people. And then the, uh, the school superintendent is going to protect his silo and, 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 and what's in his silo. And, and then, you know, and then everybody else, and then, and then, um, mayor, the mayor is going to protect, you know, the, the library and, and the parks and recreation and all those other departments that fall directly under the mayor. Uh, and that, and that at some point, you know, I really had hoped that Glenn Jacobs was going to be able to be the guy that could kind of bring everybody together and everybody could be more cohesive. But uh, again, here we are. Um, Glenn Jacobs, I don't think is going to have an opponent. Uh, you know, I mean, he's done a good job. He's done a better job than the previous mayor. Um and, um, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, I think he's probably done a better job than any of the previous mayors. But the problem is that you still have the bureaucrats that are running the county. When, when Brian Hare left 
Knox County government as the chief of staff to Mayor Glenn Jacobs. And Glenn Jacobs had to hire three people to do the job that Brian Hare had done. He promoted Chris Caldwell, who was the finance director, to part to a third of what Brian Hare had done before. He brought in Dwight Vandevay, who had been a, a, a talking head for the sheriff back in the Hutchison era. Then he came to be the talking head for Mayor Ragsdale. Um, then he went over to engineering and public works. And then uh, he got stuck in the community service role. But then because Brian Hare had left, uh, had resigned, uh, Glenn Jacobs, they brought uh, the old standard uh, Dwight Vandevate out of community service. And now he's the COO. Uh, that's what Carson Daly announced on Monday was that Vandevate is the chief operating officer uh, for the county. And then uh, they also hired a young guy named Andrew Davis. Uh, and so you took the job that Brian Hare had been doing and you combined it amongst three people, three bureaucrats, two longtime bureaucrats and one new bureaucrat uh, with uh, Caldwell and Vandevate being the longtime uh, bureaucrats and Andrew Davis now being the, the bureaucrat in training. Um, and so, you know, Glenn Jacobs can only do so much as county mayor. And I'm, you know, hey, I my role as a blogger and as a podcaster is to call the balls and strikes, to be the umpire, so to speak. I've been doing this now. I'm on my 17th year, not as a po not as a podcaster, but as a blogger. And, you know, I don't have a dog in a fight. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent tied to the sheriff's department. Doesn't matter who the sheriff is. Um, I'm not a hundred percent tied to the county, no matter who the, who the county mayor is. Uh, I just call the balls and strikes as I see them. That's what I've done. That's what I'm going to continue to do. And, um, you know, I just see just bureaucracy on full, on full, on full spin. Um, and so, you know, I just hope that we can at some point, uh, and by the way, the discussion that was going on at the workshop basically shows, and that's where, that's where Larson J was trying to say, we can't compare sheriff to other general employees. What's happened is over the last about 10 years, uh, the sheriff's department's gotten about 16% pay raise while the county employees have gotten about a 9% pay raise. Uh, the sheriff's employees have gotten about a $4,000 raise and uh, the county employees have gotten about a $1,250 raise. And so, you know, again, at what point do the general county employees start rallying and, and start applying pressure? When do the school employees finally say, you know what, we, we've kind of had enough. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're educating the students. We're putting up with, with, um, meetings at night with parents, you know, parent meetings, PTA meetings, parent organization meetings, you know, we're doing more than we're being compensated for as teachers, as educational assistants, as janitors, as, as cafeteria workers, as bus drivers. I left those out. 
and so at some point, you know, those employee groups need to start rallying, right? And so um, I just think it's a process that we're, we're getting into this in the middle of, in the middle of December, a county commission will be meeting again this coming Monday, uh, December the 20th. Uh, there's nothing on the agenda about this. There's a salary study that the sheriff is, is having done um, that we'll hear more about in the next 30, 40, 60 days. Uh, but let's just face reality. This conversation happened in December, happened on December the 12th at this workshop. The, these same officers could show up on December 20th at the December commission meeting. But let's face reality. Qualifying petitions for the next elections are going to start being picked up on this coming Monday, December the 20th, the same day the commission will have their voting meeting. Again, nothing on the agenda December 20th, but qualifying petitions for these positions, sheriff, commissioner, mayor, everything else, 30-some positions on the ballot, are going to start being picked up on December 20th. Filing deadline is 1st to the middle of February. Let's face reality. We know the sheriff is going to be in a contested Republican primary. We know that. Uh, former sheriff Jimmy J.J. Jones has indicated that he's going to challenge um, Sheriff Spangler. Uh, there could be an, any other number of other uh, candidates that come out of the woodwork for sheriff, okay? But let's face reality. The political reality is come about February until May the 3rd, nothing's going to get done. Because politicians are going to do what politicians do, and that's run for office. And I know what you're thinking. So, Brian, do you think that this was a political strategy? I don't think so. I think these officers that spoke, um, the three, and then obviously Keith Lyon, uh, who leads the Fraternal Order of Police uh, Chapter Lodge, I really think that, that you know, they've kind of had enough uh, of, of getting a token $700 uh, bonus that gets taxed at a higher rate. And so they coming home with about 300 or $400 and, 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 you know, I don't know that they know about, um, some of these other raises that have happened in mid year. Um, so, you know, I don't know that I, I really think that it's just kind of come to a head. Uh, the sheriff's been the sheriff for three years. Uh, and you know, I, I guess I think they, I think they genuinely, are ticked off that they're not making the money that, that they should be making and, you know, making, uh, coming home, uh, net $29,000, um, it's not good when you're driving a, a, a sheriff's department cruiser and you're arresting people and you're chasing people down. I agree. It, it's not, it's not a good salary. I agree hundred percent. Uh, but I just have a problem when we have some, employees arguing and, and the case is being made that, that their job is is more dangerous than the health department more dangerous than the school system uh, it's, it's just it's just it's just not necessary 
and it's just not a valid apples and oranges discussion. I do want to make a couple of points. Larson Jay, I don't necessarily blame him for not knowing what's going on in the school system because his children aren't in the Knox County public school system. They are in private school. Uh, and so I don't expect Larson uh, to understand what public school teachers and employees go through. Okay. Not his fault. It's just the difference in somebody that, that is building a home in Sequoia Hills um, and plans to run for city mayor. Um, the current mayor knows public education. She was on the school board. Um, Larson doesn't understand public education. And I heard him on, I heard him be asked on a, a radio talk show. I believe he's on the Bob Bell show if his kids were in public education, he said, no. Uh, so, I mean, that's a public knowledge that, that that's going on. Um, and so we have that. We also have the finance director. Who's also now one third of Brian Hare's job saying, uh, when Randy Smith County commissioner asked about the difference in the, in the, uh, uniformed officers pension plan versus going to the Tennessee, um, the Tennessee retirement plan, uh, the finance director said he would prefer a DB, which that's a defined benefits plan and wouldn't go to the city, wouldn't go to the state. Well, you know, I'm already kind of researching um, Mr. Um, Caldwell and his connection to that uh, provider of the, uh, of the defined benefits plan. Uh, so more to come on Mr. Caldwell and that situation and why that, why that hasn't happened in, why that hasn't happened before, why that discussion has not really come to the commission, um, in 2014, when the County decided to vote out of the uniformed officers pension plan, we put it, we voted it in, in 2007, seven years later, we voted it out. Uh, there's about 700 people in that. So, you know, we'll be, we'll be looking more into Mr. Caldwell and uh, the defined benefits plans of the retirement pension boards and uh, why or why not uh, Knox County isn't looking at the Tennessee uh, retirement plan. So my time's about up. This was uh, episode 52. I hope you enjoyed it. A lot of information, uh, a little bit of passion and, um, Keep checking out brianhornback.com. Checking out the podcast. Um, if you listen to it on podcast stream, keep doing it. Share it. Tell people all about it. If you're doing it on YouTube, like it, share it, subscribe to it. Do all those great things. And uh, we're um, 52 episodes in. Uh, probably have one again. Uh, probably have several before the end of the year. But uh, thank you all very much. And you all have a great night.